Blog Talk Radio. WIJSF.com Women in Jazz South Florida Inc. is a 501c3 nonprofit educational organization that promotes women musicians globally through events, concerts, performances, clinics, lectures, workshops, articles, interviews, newsletters, courses, contacts, research, history, archives, websites, film, audio and video recordings and recognition. Visit us at WIJSF.com. You're listening to blogtalkradio.com slash musicwoman with your host, Diva JC. Music Woman Radio 
here on this Tuesday, August the 4th, which is the date that we had set to hold the Symposium on Women in the Arts in Washington, D.C. For one year, I called on women to register for this event. But only six people registered, and that was not enough to rent the hall at the American University in Washington. Therefore, we are airing this show today to discuss the reasons why we called for the symposium on women in the arts. It seems that women in the arts don't understand the importance of unifying to address the severe marginalization of women in the arts in exhibitions, performances, receipt of financial benefits from grants, public funding across the nation. At Women in Jazz South Florida, which is an eight-year-old nonprofit organization, we are committed to supporting and promoting women in music globally. We shall continue to do that work to increase the profiles of our musical members. However, in this process, I learned that women in visual arts, film, literature, architecture, make far less money than women in business, politics, education, and there are reasons for that. The main reason is that the numbers are not there to fight against the system that we pay taxes to but does not recognize us when it comes to grant funding. For instance, the National Endowment of Arts has awarded 136 honorariums of $25,000 apiece to jazz masters, but only 17 women, which is 11 to 12%, have received that honorarium. And most of them have been singers. So what about the women that play instruments? What about the women that compose music? Why aren't women engaged in film scoring where there's a lot of income to be made? These questions need to be addressed so that we can turn this situation around and get more funding coming into the hands of women in the arts. We have two callers, and I'm going to ask that the callers keep their responses brief. If you're going to ask a question, say, I have a question. If you're going to make a comment, say, I have a comment. But please keep it on the subject of public funding of women in the arts. So I'm going to open up 678. You are on the line. Uh, hi, David J.C. Hi. Hello. Yes. Uh, Who is this? Yes. Calling. This is Graham. Rita Graham? Yes. 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 Um, I am a music professional, and I would love to know more about how to get some funding, how to find ways and places that will uh, support uh, my art as a vocalist and and as an author uh, and as a uh, writer of songs as well, songwriter, um, 
it's always been just an empty space in in my awareness. It just wasn't there. And if it was there, I didn't know how to go about it. So I appreciate any um, any ideas, any information that might uh, help me find uh, some sort of funding or grants or what's available. Well, Rita, Rita is calling in from Atlanta, and Rita is one of my dearest friends. We talk all the time about this situation, and as a grant writer, I actually had to leave Florida because the grants dried up there, and most of the money went to the Philharmonic and the, the symphonies and the ballets and the big theater groups, but the little, small organizations like mine the, the funding just dried up. So, Lita, Rita, I encourage you to stay on the line and listen to what some of the other ladies have to say because it can't all come from me. Now, I'm going to put you on hold, but stay there. I'll bring you back in a little while, and I appreciate you calling in. Okay? Thank you. Thank you. Now I'm going to open up 202. Hello, 202. 202 there. Are you on mute? Okay. Well, 202, I'm going to leave you open. If you figure out how to get in, just pipe in and say I'm here from 202. Um, One thing in my experience of writing grants is that this is a skill that you have to develop. First of all, you have to have a project. And generally, I've learned that it has has to be geared toward children to really get the money. But there are many, many different grant foundations out there, like the Doris Duke Foundation or the Ford Foundation or the, the, the um, Ted Turner Foundation that have individual grants also through your county where you live or your state, they have cultural divisions that provide grants for um, individual artists that are not affiliated with a nonprofit organization. But those grants are usually about $2,500. You can't do much with them. Yet and still, you will have theater companies that get grants of a quarter of a million dollars uh, but even if you get that much, if you have a large staff or any staff at all, that is eaten up pretty quickly. So this is really the reason why I formed a nonprofit to have numbers. And our organization has 292 members with 161 musicians. Now, in the beginning, say the first five years, I did get grants. I did get to pay musicians, male and female, to present my project, Amazing Music Women. For instance, Rita Graham has a film that she's in called We Are Kings. And this is a wonderful family film about the blues. And there should there is grant money out there. However, someone just told me today that the Grant writers are actually being held responsible for how the grantees use the money, which is totally unfair 
because the grant writer has the skill to write the grant, but may not, may not be the person to execute the grant, administer the grant. So we have to do more talking about this. This show is only 30 minutes today, but if I feel that there's a need to have another show next week, I'll do it. Normally, my show is on Thursdays, and it features a woman uh, musician, and the next coming the next upcoming show is August 13th with the vocalist Melba Joyce. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that some other women call in uh, between now and the end of the show. What I would like for those who are listening to do is go to National Endowment of the Arts and then look up Jazz Master Award and nominate a woman. Why should, out of 136 awards, only 17 go to women? It's because people don't nominate those women for that $25,000 honorarium. If you don't have anybody to nominate, nominate me. My name is Joan Cartwright, and I am a vocalist. I'm a songwriter. I'm an author. I'm an educator. I am an advocate of women musicians. Go to our website, wijsf.org. Now, I had several people on Facebook say that they were coming on this call. Maybe they'll listen to the archive. Maybe they'll leave a comment. But the most important thing about this is to know how marginalized women are in the music industry, in the art industry. For instance, at the Museum of Art in New York, Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York, the permanent exhibits, only 5% of the art is women. But of the male art, the, the men's art, it's all naked women. I mean, women are the objects of art, but they're not the subject. They're not the person that is actually creating the art that is getting recognition in the art museum. The next thing is that um, women filmmakers are totally marginalized in Hollywood. One woman director won last year. One woman director. Okay, so you have several women that won win the, the Actress Award and the uh, Best Supporting Actress Award. But what about the people that produce the movie? create the movie, write the movie. What about the camera people? There are millions, if not billions of dollars in Hollywood, and only pennies go to women. What about women architects? How many buildings are built by women, designed by women architects? We need more women in this arena making the billions of dollars that are spent on art every year. Art is not a male dom territory. It's dominated by males. For instance, the Lincoln Center Jazz Orchestra, headed by Wynton Marcellus, has never had a woman in that 16-piece orchestra. 
and those musicians make $100,000 a year. That is illegal. It's not equal opportunity. It is gender discrimination, which is against the law. Okay, we have a new caller. I'm going to bring this caller in. 561, you're on the line. Hey, Joan, this is Steve. Steve. How are you, Joan? Steve Fry. Steve Tiger. Hi, Steve. This is the Vice President of Women in Jazz South Florida. And his wife, Yvette Norwood Tiger, we're grooming her to be our new president. I'm making that public, Steve, today. Okay. (laughs) So, Steve, what do you know about public funding of women's art? Do you do you have anything to say about that? Not too much. I just know that there's not much. Obviously, it's very difficult for women in general, but even more difficult in the public realm. Okay, but we're here to change that. We're here to start a discussion about it. People can listen to this show. They can register at Block Talk Radio and leave a comment. I would like to maybe hold this um, discussion again in the next couple of weeks um, to see if some more people have something to say about it. So are you okay with just listening from now on? Sure. Yes, absolutely. Go ahead. Thank you so much for calling in and always being there to support us. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. We have another caller, 678. Hello, 678. Hey, good afternoon, Joan. It's Deanna. How you doing? I'm wonderful, Deanna, and Deanna is one of our composers, one of our 48 composers on our compilation CDs. Deanna, do you have any idea why women don't benefit from public funding of art? Well, and you know, and so you asked to say I have a question. I have a question. I have a statement. I have actually learned a lot about this through you. I think I was maybe 10% aware before I came into your company. So this has been really interesting as we've, you know, talked about this through the years. Um, As an audio engineer, as a mix engineer, um, I'm in, you know, a company that is, you know, majority male. I would ask you being, you know, pretty much an expert on this as you've worked on it so much is, you know, if you had three things that you would suggest doing, um, and it could be anything from attitude to um, uh, publicizing to any of those things that you think that would help a a woman to do any of these things in, in any of these industries where you're saying there's this disparate, you know, logging going on, what would it be? Because I think that some of it has to do with attitude. Maybe we just don't understand what that attitude should be. And I don't know that it should be combative. Maybe it's somewhat of finesse of getting in there. Well, that's a great question. The first thing I would say is be skilled at what you do. The second thing is to create a short program of 55 minutes that you can take into any schoolroom and present what you do to children. And the third thing 
is to research the grants in your county and your state. So the the the, the Georgia Cultural Division, because I know you're in Atlanta, and the say the Fulton County or the 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 DeKalb County Cultural Division is where you begin. You you can go there. You can sit down with the people. You can ask them to tell you what they're looking for. I registered in Broward County, Florida, and I received several grants from Broward County, Miami-Dade County, um, that enabled me to do my program, Amazing Music Women, which was teaching children about the women that brought blues and jazz to the American stage. And... um, I have taught over 10,000 children that program. Say, for instance, Rita Graham has written a book. She could do a 55-minute creative writing course with students, how to start writing a novel, how to write a chapter. It doesn't have to be conclusive. It has to be introducing the children to something that they can later on go and do more research about themselves. Did that help, Deanna? It does, but if you don't mind, I'm going to take it just a little step further. If we think about business, you know, um, people that are in finance, people that are VPs at their companies, and, and the women that are trying to be in those positions, they have to they have to act a certain way. They have to do certain things. They have to know how to again, how to finesse the situation to get into where whatever it is they're trying to get into, where, again, it's a male-dominated profession, we'll say. So as we are in the arts, is there an equivalent to that type of attitude, that type of about it that women should be using to be able to get into those worlds as well? Well, I can only go by my personal experience. I know, for instance, that um, because I understood music theory, I probably was enabled to work with musicians in any country as long as they knew jazz. I knew my keys. I knew the tempos. It's the theory. that. So professionally, I was prepared to step out there and do what I do. Um, you know, music is a little bit different than visual arts because it's a people field. You have to be with your audience, whereas painter can be in their studio or a writer can be at their desk. So it's more about audience participation. You need to have respect for your audience, you know, and you need to understand how to interact with the musicians. Um, I wrote a book called So You Want to Be a Singer, and it's like 20 chapters on the little details that you need to understand before you step out there. You need to know how to make a set list. You need to know what clothing to wear. You need to understand how to 
interact with musicians, what equipment you need. Uh, you can't just jump out there and just be a singer. You know, you've got to know something. Let me bring Rita in because Rita has worked with renowned orchestras around the world. Rita, what is your take on Deanna's question? Well, you know, it, it's, it's got a lot of different facets. Um, it's uh, I, I can't specify. Uh, I guess the arts really kind of make a they they make their own path in everybody's life. Really, um, I think there's something that uh, it's an X factor that is um, in every uh, career and in every one that I've seen who. Uh, enjoys doing what they do, including Diva JC and uh, so many of my friends. There's, it, it's, it's. I, I can't. It's something I'm trying to define something that can't be defined, really. Um, it, it, I think. And I agree with I, that. I agree with that, Rita. We do set our own path, but there is protocol. You know, a lot of the younger singers think that because they know four songs, they're ready to jump out there. Rita knows a zillion songs, and I know about a billion songs. You know, you you have to hone your craft. The more that you hone your craft, the more confident you have when you step out there. And just because you're young and cute, that doesn't mean that everybody wants you to hear you sing, especially if you don't know how to start a song, how to let the musicians take a solo and come back, and how to end the song. That's lessons within itself. But protocol would dictate that you leave your ego at home on the dresser, and you understand that when you get on that stage, you have a responsibility to your audience. 202 came back in. Uh, 202, do you have something that you'd like to add to this conversation? Okay. Well, we're at the end of this show, but in two weeks I'm going to set it up again, which will be the 18th, somewhere around the 18th, and we will continue this discussion. If you have any ideas, please send them to me on Facebook or an email to divajc47 at Yahoo. I thank you, Steve, our vice president. That's Steve Tiger. And please say hello to Yvette for me. And I thank you, Deanna, for your very insightful question. Rita, I can always count on you for intelligent response. And I think that's Gwen from 202, but she's just not piping in. But please invite other people to the next call. And I'm going to go out. What you listened to in the beginning was K.J. Denhurst, the guitarist, Girl Like Me, from our first compilation. And then from our fourth compilation, or is it the fifth, Shed Light is from Deanna Davis Cannon or Lorena C., as we call her. I love you all, and I'll talk to you again on the 18th. But do... Tune in on the 13th for Melba Joyce. And join us at WIJSF.org to help us continue our work to promote women musicians globally.
is coming up. You are hearing in a moment. Don't forget to nominate a woman for anything.
WIJSF.com. Women in Jazz South Florida Inc. is a 501c3 nonprofit educational organization that promotes women musicians globally.